in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the top ten, I am John Roca, and I am Matt Nost, and we are here to bring you another week of Topic Thunder. This is a show that wow. we do for our patrons over Patreon.com forward slash the top ten with the number ten. They send in whatever questions, queries, topics, ideas they'd like us to discuss. And we discuss them. We don't That's know right. what they are beforehand. We just read them and answer. Yeah. That is the gist of this show. <laughs> yeah, and I think we're starting off with uh, Steve Smith. I think I start us off here, Matt. Is that correct? I feel yep. Like, okay. I think it's your turn. Here we go, Steve Smith. He says, uh, hi, John and Matt. I hope this question isn't too narrow, but I am a lifelong drummer, and I am curious to know who are your favorite drummers. Also, do either of you have any experience playing drums or any drum-related stories or memories? I should add that the question above is in addition to John's bongo playing during the recap of the top 10 lists. Thanks, Steve Smith. I mean, um, all right. Uh, go ahead, Matt. I'm glad he beat me to it because you're number one in our hearts always. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. That, that unnatural rhythm that you have on the bongos <laughs> is a thing of beauty, my it friend. Sounds good to me. That's the sad part of it. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost always in a proper beat. Yeah, it's just every once in again, there's a slight stumble. It's just like, I'm not sure what time signature that is, but okay. All right. There's a reason I don't do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're more of a jazz drummer. You know? Yes. Yes. I'm you more just, you keep, keep odd time signatures. So Fusion jazz. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. They bring in that Latin flavor. Um, I mean, I guess the, the easiest would be like uh, Neil Peart or Buddy Rich. Sure, Buddy Rich from the old old days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gene Krupa. Yeah, but if you've I've I've watched I don't know how many clips of him. Yeah, just crushing it. Uh, I've gone down many a wormhole of just watching drummers on yeah. uh, YouTube. Yeah. There was a time in my life where I wanted to play drums, and my oh, really? parents who were avid supporters of me playing instruments. I played the violin for six years. I played the trombone for two three years. Right, right. I've played the guitar since I was fourteen. I still have a guitar. Uh, but when I got the guitar, I was like, I want drums. And my dad was like, I will get you any other instrument in the entire world <laughs> than drums. And I was like, I really want drums, though. And he's like, any other instrument. Fair enough. My God, son, please. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, you know, yeah. you live in a house with uh, four other people. I like, mean, yeah. I get it. I get There's it. There's only so much noise you can take. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've always had, I love, there's nothing better than me in a band than a great drummer. Yeah. Um, let's see of like newer guys. Um, I want to say his name is Larnell Lewis. Okay. Uh, he's a drummer for a band called snarky puppy, but you can find cool videos of him from Drumeo on YouTube Mm -hmm. where there's one where he listens to inner Sandman one time and then he plays it back. 
and he gets it like 90% correct. Wow. Yeah, it's really impressive. And there's another one where they omit the drum track itself and he just listens to it's like it is it's like a jazz fusion number insane and he, he doesn't hear the drum track to it and he writes his own and right. takes notes as he's going but he listens to it twice makes notes and yeah. then he sits down and plays it and you're like this is absolutely incredible yeah uh let's see uh i think his name is ben thatcher on royal blood i like him a lot Okay. Um, trying to think who else. You got any? Yeah. I mean, uh, to me, I've never been like, oh my God, you know, because obviously Ringo Starr for the Beatles. I mean, I mean, uh, so much of what they do in that band is not possible without Ringo. And all of them have taken the time to make sure people understand that. And many drummers talk about how influential Ringo Starr was to them as drummers uh, uh, growing up. You know, and then you've got John Badham over there uh, before he passed away, of course. Uh, the dude for Def Leppard with the one arm. I mean, pretty incredible drumming that he died. I don't, don't know his name, so I don't want to make a mistake and say the wrong name. And also just certain certain drum moments, right, in songs like the Tom Sawyer song. I mean, that drum. So I've watched many a video of people trying to do that drum line from from mm. uh, uh, Tom That's Sawyer. That's Neil Peart. Is it Neil Peart? That That's is phenomenal. Peart. It's phenomenal. He's, for rock drummers, it's tough to get better than Neil Peart. Yeah. Just that whole opening, man. And then what he does in the middle, man, just incredible, you know? So to me, those are the things I look at. Yeah, of course, Buddy Rich, Gene Krupa, there's those kind of legendary drummers yeah. and what have you. Phil Collins, certainly. Yeah, I mean, he's a damn good drummer. Damn good drummer, bro. And, and you know, a guy who did not want to be a lead singer necessarily. Yeah. Uh, and because Gabriel left. Uh, and they auditioned apparently a crap ton of people. He was one of the last people to even remotely consider it, uh, and then came in and, and got the job. So you know you get those drummers. Don Henley, he's a fucking good drummer for the Eagles, certainly, and singer as well. And um, Dave Grohl, right? I mean, we'd be remiss. Yeah, not Dave Grohl Dave is Grohl. A, a good drummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are quite a few, but I'm not an avid drummer like knowledge person. But um, certainly, I know from pop culture knowledge. Who the um, overall respect? Yeah, you know the right the drum uh, fills and whatnot that you enjoy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't know their names, but the dude from Tool and the guy from Dave Matthews Band are both excellent. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yes, the Dave Matthews. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that dude, that dude, and the guy from Tool are really good. Right. And then uh, let's see. I want to say his name is Dave Portnoy from Dream Theater. Oh. Okay. Is really good. Not the dude uh, from Barstool. Okay, got it. Or maybe it's a different something. <laughs> I think it's something Portnoy. It is very similar. It's true. Uh, that son of a bitch is great. <laughs> Slipknot's drummer. I don't listen to their music, but their drummer is good. Right on. Hey, I'm not against, you know, I don't give a shit. I can literally lock into yeah. a drummer. Like, uh, so I went and saw Elvis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it reminded me of one time we went and saw a guy do the 68 comeback special oh, live. Not like so a, just, his version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's oh, him wow. in the black leather. Right, right, right. And he had a backing band. Oof. And it was, you know, something Catherine wanted to do. And I was like, sure, I'll go. I don't, you know, right. whatever. And she knew the theater owner. Yeah. So we had front row tickets. So this guy is literally gyrating his ass in front of my face. I'm not even kidding. Like three wow. feet away from my Whoa. face. Jeez. Not enjoying it. 
So I just locked in on the drummer who was excellent. Yeah. And so I was just like, this dude can keep a groove, man. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, let's see. I know, I know a couple, uh, touring musicians, but one of which is, uh, Dwight Yoakam's drummer. And I've okay. seen him live a couple of times. So he's really good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like a good drummer and there's oh, nothing shit. more disappointing to me than a bad drummer. Like, oh yeah. Oh, you're, you're fucking, the simplicity of this is so, so pedestrian. Come on. Yeah. You gotta be better than this. Well, it's funny you bring up Elvis because DJ Fontana is considered one of the greatest drummers as well. And he's, uh, he was Elvis's drummer in the early days, you know, and he came on to do a bunch of stuff after that. Um, so he's one of those guys that people look at as one of the best drummers ever as well. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, those are, those are interesting. Do you have any stories around drummers, like anything that you've had any interactions or any kind of, uh, like the question asks any kind of weird situations or an experience playing drums or drum related stories? Let's see. Drum related stories or memories. I'm saying that really slowly to hopefully give myself a second to jog (laughs) my memory. God, there's got to be because I've seen a bunch of concerts, but I can't think of anything where I was absolutely flabbergasted or something. Right. Right. Well, here, let me take it while you think. Um, I only have one. I never play drums and then I just, like you said, like I couldn't, I could never put my parents to that. I put them through enough. Me learning the drums would have been just too much to put them through. And we didn't have a garage where I could have hit out and did it. So it would have to have been in my bedroom and that would not have worked. Um, But I will say this um, back in the old days of the, of the late 1980s, I was a big fan of Bruce Hornsby in the range. And I probably told this story before, so I'll tell it quickly, but, uh, John Molo is, was the drummer at the time for Bruce Hornsby. And he was fucking fantastic. I loved his drum beats in, uh, in the first album from uh, Bruce Hornsby and the second album, especially scenes from the South side. It's incredible work, man. And so I kind of memorized all the drum stuff from all those songs on both of the albums or cassettes. Cause I was such a massive fan of, he's a Virginia boy. I just, my music, you know, what I grew up in. Um, and so when I went to see him at a concert at the Patriot Center at George Mason University way back in, I think, 89, mm-hmm. I drove down, got there at like three in the morning to get in line to get tickets. I got a ticket, got front row, right a little bit off the middle. But the whole time I was the, the annoying asshole who was like playing his legs along with the drum drum, right. and then, you know, at times doing it with my hands and shit. Like, so because I was there by myself, I didn't go with anybody so it was, you know it was a full uh, uh concert um at the end of the concert john molo came down pointed his finger at me i came up to the stage and he gave me his drumsticks because apparently he'd noticed me doing it the whole fucking nice. concert. so uh, that meant the world to me and i don't know if he thought it was a drummer or if he thought well this idiot is <laughs> i mean he clearly is obsessed with my drumming so why not give him something and i held those i kept those drumsticks for a long long time they somehow got lost in a move way back years ago, and I've never been able to find them since. But um, I used to carry them around in my backpack and shit. Like it was cool, you know. And so that's my only real drum story uh, that I have. So if, did that jog your memory about anything? Is there any part of you that thinks that was him alerting the security staff to let you backstage? You know what I mean? For a little <laughs> intimate meet and greet, like they do. Wink, wink. 
didn't yeah. give me a pass or anything or point me to anybody. Yeah, but that's how like they know, you know, you hear uh, stories yeah. of bands back in the day and they would call out people that they'd like to invite backstage maybe him handing you the drumsticks like, <laughs> was that does that indicate like to get to know this fine gentleman Hello. a little bit more <laughs> no he's a great I, I was so mad when uh when hornsby dropped the uh the range like he kind of went off and went solo and got other band like prince did you know when he dropped the was it the revolution and then got the new power generation or whatever or went solo on his own like i always hated that he dropped Mullo because i thought Mullo was a great fucking drummer um and so you know um but yeah i mean that was a cool situation that was a cool cool little moment um and i remember yelling out bruce's name one time at a wizards game when he was like six seven rows or no wait ten rows ahead we had been there with a couple of friends of mine and i go bruce he looks up and he's like he thought it was somebody who knew him and he looks up and he's like hey oh and he goes oh yeah hi yeah yeah and he sat down <laughs> uh, i thought you were gonna say you did the bruce and you're looking away like behind you as well like who said that <laughs> who said that i should have Son of a bitch! I don't. I don't know. I, my name's Bruce as well. I really odd. So I was. Wait, aren't uh, you Bruce? <laughs> hey, but you're you're like a famous Bruce, though, right? Yeah, right. Is there a seat next to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this the Bruce section? I'm Bruce as well. I'm Bruce Trumpetsby. So it's nice to meet you. Uh, yeah. You know, I was considering he was coming back to Wolf Trap. I think next week with Sean Colvin. And I was considering flying home when they announced it earlier this year and like seeing my mom and then maybe seeing them. Cause I, I saw Sean at Wolf Trap and I loved it. So, but then I just found out uh, two days ago that like half of his fucking people got COVID. So they canceled the concert. So thank God I didn't like go through with all that expense um, just to see them play one more time. At Wolf does he Trap. not tour out here? Yeah, he does. It's not the same. The Wolf Trap is, I just love Wolf Trap, man. That's one of my favorite places there in Virginia to go see a concert. It's just so chill. And it's open aired and it's people is are it so Bush cool. Gardens or something? Like what why Wolf Trap? Oh, Bush. Fuck Bush Gardens. What are you talking about? I, I went once as a kid. I loved it. I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, as a kid, sure. Well, compared to on that same trip, we also then went to Williamsburg. That's, <laughs> that's fun as a child. Churning the butter. Yep. Oh, yeah. So Bush Gardens looked like heaven compared to ye <laughs> old boring times. Uh, I remember going out on a field trip a couple times to Williamsburg. Oh, oh, I'm sure. Annoying as hell, dude. Annoying as hell. At least you're not in class. <laughs> True. I guess. I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it was it was pretty cool. Those are all those are all my drum stories. What about you? you got any, did did jog your memory for anything more? I mean, I don't have anything like that where I got drums. I mean I like saw snare drum blow out. Like I got, I got okay. nothing in regards to right. uh, that. It could be one of those things of we in recording. And then I remember, but right. Right. This moment. No, I do not. But uh, you know, Steve, what kind of kit you play? How many pieces is it? What What yeah. are you rocking with, man? Yeah, man. Are you a Zildjian guy? Do you go like, what, what symbols are you using? We'd love to know. Yeah. We'd love to know. Maybe send us a minute of your best stuff and maybe we'll play it on one of the Topic Thunders and critique it. That could be a lot of fun. I'm not well, promising anything. I'm saying maybe. Critique seems strong considering we don't play drums. So it's... Uh... Yes. But we can point out if we hear something really good that we enjoy. I feel like we can do that. For sure. I don't know how much of a criticism that is other than I liked it. This was really good. <laughs> exactly. How in-depth the criticism is that? <laughs> Have you ever seen the drumming uh, grandma? 
what? There's well, I know you're on TikTok, and she got started on TikTok. Oh, really? Oh, shit. No, I haven't She's seen She's like that. in her 70s or 80s, and she wow. crushes. I got to see uh, But I saw a couple, because uh, YouTube has their version of TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I saw it there, and then she was also on Drumeo as well. And uh, <laughs> she was playing, I want to say, Down with the Sickness. Okay. She's good, though. There's the first video I saw of her playing her playing triplets, and it's I fucking. It. I could probably find it right now. Holy shit! Because it's drumming grandma, and then she's on TikTok. Well, we can't. I don't think we can play it, can we? Because we're getting in trouble. I don't know. Well, I don't know that there's any real uh, copyright because she's just playing yeah. triplets. But right. here, I'd send it to you in the uh, private right. chat. Okay, there you go. The YouTube clip. Of it. Let's see here. It's called. It's entitled. If anybody wants to look it up, "Last Kitchen Exercise for 2019." Okay, the new year is almost here. Let's see, my link is on the right. Talks too much. Get to a girl. Well, you fast forward a little bit, but the triplets are really impressive. Holy shit! Look at her. Oh, dude, she gets going so quick. Oh. Reminds me of how much wood could a woodchuck chuck a woodchuck could chuck wood. Tell him, Granny. That's awesome. Look at that. 27,000 views. Shout out to her. Dorothy Taylor, DT drummer lady. There you go. Actually, I think it's the doubles that might be more impressive. We should do, oh, funk rock groove. Look at this. I got to I gotta watch her. I'm going to, I might slip down this wormhole and watch what she's got. All right, actually, here you go. Watch this one. This one's even more impressive on the doubles. Okay. This is great radio. This is it great. is great radio, but you can follow along. So this one's called Grandma Shows How to Play Doubles. Oh! Yeah, she starts just flying when she gets into it. Wow! Look at that! Yeah, it's, I mean, she's in her 70s. This is incredible. And you're like, just, and so then I saw that, and then you can find her playing, like, heavy metal songs. Oh, my God. If, if I was a just, rock guy, I would find a way to bring her on for like a song. That's fucking awesome. Look at that. Holy shit. All right. Stuff in my brain goes crazy. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Get it, girl. Get it. I mean, shit. Sorry. Get it, get it Grandma. I appreciate that. Uh, all right. Well, let's take up a quick break, right, uh, Matt, here, before we mm-hmm. get into our second question. Uh, this is what we're doing now, folks, on the Topic Thunder in order to get a little some ads on the show. So um, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back right after this. All right, we're back here. Matt, you've got our next question. Thanks to Steve Smith for that last one. What do we got? Thank you, sir. Sorry, I had to write something down real quick. Our next question comes from Tim Williams. and He says, g'day, blokes. Hope you guys are well, fellas. As you may or may not remember, I'm a huge Phoenix Suns fan. Parenthetically, I think you can see where this is going. Right. Got to say that Game 7 is my top two sporting heartbreaks of all time, the other being an Aussie Rules football heartbreak by my Bombers in 1999. Mm. But what is your biggest sporting heartbreak of all time? <sighs> Thanks, heaps, blokes, huru, Timothy R. Williams. <laughs> blokes. Um, biggest sporting heartbreaks. What do you got? Let's take a moment first, though, man. Do you think the Suns are done? Do you think this was it? Well, they're going to let Aiden walk. That's insane. 
I, I don't, well, unless they can find a sign and trade, he's going to be a restricted free agent. Right. Worst case for them is he takes the qualifying offer and then just becomes an unrestricted free agent next year and they're screwed. Was Yeah, I feel like last year or this year really was their window and they blew it against a Mavs team that had no business beating them in a series. And I don't know if this was like the last gasp of Chris Paul playing at this level, even with all the vegan diets and all the body eventually can't do it anymore. And I wonder if maybe this was it. And now the window is going to start to close and nothing tells me that the window might be closing. Then Kendall Jenner breaking up with Devin Booker. Ah, dude, that tells me that it's unsurprising. The curse of the Kardashians continues. Just be thankful. You didn't end up in rehab, man. (laughs) Or with Tristan Thompson being talked about on their show constantly in a negative. Well, because Tristan can't keep his dick in his pants. That's Listen, Tristan's problem. I mean, I, something tells me Chloe ain't that uh, uh, faithful either, for God's sake. So I don't know. Could be yes. the case. I don't have the slightest clue. I just yeah, know about Tristan. He a show called the Thompsons where you can see, you know, Chloe cheating on him too. I don't True. know. True. <laughs> and uh, it's a, so coming into the playoffs, yeah. you know, everybody was anointing Booker. He got a first team All-NBA selection and if that was kind of a your team is so good somebody needs to be represented here right so why not it be you and then you watch them and you're like you i that game seven was pathetic uh there was no leadership from him at all now if you're supposed to be this killer this next generation killer i'm not buying it yeah and that just even further cement like i was trying to sell myself on booker can do this yeah because he shows flashes but basically he's like kind of on a Tatum-esque trajectory where yeah. it's yes and no, although Tatum can play make more than he can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that had to be rough. Plus, you know, New Orleans picking two games off of you when they had <sighs> no right to do that. This was yeah. a sub 500 team. Yeah. And they got two games from you and it looked like there was a glimmer there. They got yeah. a shot at winning <laughs> this. And you were leaps and bounds the best team in the league this year. I think that shook them. I think it shook them that I, New Orleans. You're probably right. Could take yeah, could take two off of them and and threatened really closely to take a yeah. third one off of them. I think it shook their confidence. And instead of understanding that to be a champion, sometimes you got to survive that first round scare, and that actually kind of galvanizes you. They mentally kind of questioned themselves and fell apart a little bit against these Mavericks. I mean, they were a good team. Don't get me wrong. The Mavs were a good team. Doncic is fantastic, but they weren't world beaters. And um, it wasn't like LeBron and the scrubs, you know? Doncic ain't LeBron. Yeah. So to me, it was just odd that they couldn't figure out a way to short-circuit this guy. Uh, and I start to remember that Monty was on that was a coach of that Charlotte team that really kind of tanked it for a number of years as well, or didn't do well for a number of years as well. So was this a one-season anomaly that they got to the finals – or is this going to be a repetitive success? And especially as you said, like if they're getting rid of Aiden, and I said, is is Paul getting close to the end here? Um, what do they have in the coffers to kind of replace, in terms of players, replace what they've got on the team now? And I don't, I don't see anything because the West is only getting stronger. Um, yeah, the West know. is with returning health. Yeah, of a couple teams. It's like this is going to be really interesting. Yeah, they could have been the Rockets. Where, you know, Jordan goes out for two years to play baseball or whatever, or comes back that second year, he's not quite 100% yet. And you sneak in and you get those finals victories, right? Yeah. They could have done that over these two years where the Golden State Warriors were still figuring their shit out, waiting for Clay to come back. Now, I don't, 
I really don't see anybody unseating the Warriors at this point anytime soon, especially because they're fucking they got their young guys coming up right behind the dudes they have now who are like getting game time and minutes and playing excellent. So we'll see. I mean, there has to be a point at which the salary cap means something to Joe Lakeup. (laughs) They're going to be paying like four hundred million dollars in salary once you get into the penalty because they're going to pay for Gary Payton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would be somewhat surprised if they didn't pay for Looney as well, unless right. Looney just gets godfathered by somebody. Right, right, right. Because uh, there are teams that are going to have interest in him. Yeah. But he may want to stay. I, I don't know. Right. But, yeah, this team is – are they the odds-on favorite to win the championship? It's a long season. Mm. You know, injuries and everything else are going to have big determining factors. But Clay with an entire offseason of being fully healthy and with the yeah. team, he should yeah. come back a little bit better than he was. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're going to be interesting. I mean, that I feel we feel for you. Yeah, on the uh, the Phoenix front. I mean, thankfully for my teams, whenever they've genuinely been in it, we've yeah. pretty much won it. Yeah, true. So the only heartbreaks like Derrick Rose getting hurt. Yeah, that killed me just because we looked like the one team that could upset the Heat. Yeah. And if we can take down the heat, then we could win a championship. Uh, that that crushed me. Yeah. yeah. But beyond that, it's just like, yeah, I never believed it when the Bears got to the Super Bowl. It always seemed fluky outside of 85. Yeah. You know, it was always uh, our defense and like, can our offense score any kind of points? Eh, well, it's always a question. Yeah. Um, so personally, thankfully, I haven't had to suffer through too many of those. Uh, usually if just like if they were an underachieving team, I've never been in a situation where the Suns were this year, where they were, you know, head and shoulders above everybody else and then fumbled it. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. I mean, I know that experience being a Capitals fan since I, since the 1980s, we have, we have just perennially, except for that one year we won the finals against the Vegas Golden Knights a few years ago. We have perennially shat the bed and choked and underperformed in the playoffs. I mean, just almost every year. Uh, you can set your clock to it. So um, I got so used to it as a kid that it no longer is heartbreak. It's more like a surprise if we win a series or two in the playoffs. So it's just a big mojo. Uh, uh, you know, Kornheiser used to call it for the bullets, he would call it the curse of Le Boulet. Um, and I think the same thing applies to the Capitals, you know, and I think he did uh, uh, name it something as well as a curse for the Capitals because we couldn't do shit. So it, there was never heartbreak because, yeah, after the first time, you just kind of get used to it. Mm-hmm. I think the two heartbreaking moments were uh, with Liverpool years ago when we were set to win the title and Steven Gerrard slipped against Chelsea. Uh, and I can't remember the player who took the ball down and scored the goal. And that essentially cost us the title. And then we went and bottled it against Crystal Palace, which uh, caused Luis Suarez to come off the field crying, like just waved, like Tom Hanks and fucking Private Ryan crying, just crying um, because that was his chance to win a title with Liverpool. And then he left, you know, and so that just this Gerard slip, because I mean, the guy Gerard was our captain. He was our talisman. He's just the leader of the team for it to be him who slips in that critical moment 
uh, for is it Mo Bamba? I think Mo Bamba. I can't remember the guy's name who took the ball to go and score. It just was fucking devastating. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's probably the biggest one um, that I can think of. Because I mean, the Redskins losing the Raiders that really sucked, of course. But I was fucking I don't know. I was nine years old, ten years old. It sucked. But yeah, I didn't understand heartbreak until that moment with Jared. Like I was despondent. I mean, for fucking days, I was despondent because I just was like, why? Why would the universe punish a man who gave so much to our club? We were perennially uh, well, bridesmaids and never the brides uh, in the Premier League. And why would they? Why would he punish him in this way when he's, he's a good family man, cares about the city, could have gone to other clubs and never did, stayed with us? Why would the universe punish him in this way and punish us in this way? So it was just those kinds of thoughts that were in my head that like for days, man, I just could not figure it out um but yeah i think those are the i think that's the biggest one um i'm trying to remember if there's anything else like uh, with the skins no i mean you know you win or lose those were those are always tough games losing to dallas always sucked but yeah i can't think of anything like that where we were like it was there and we just absolutely fucking blew it you know yeah thankfully i mean i i've witnessed where mm. it was amazing because I just like the moment, and then you think of it from the other team's perspective, and you're yeah. like, "That's that's gotta be brutal." Yeah, like the Kawhi quad bouncer. If you oh my a, god, a Sixers fan. Because I think if they go to overtime, Sixers win that game. Oh, absolutely. They were on the moment. The momentum was yeah. all on their side, dude. You're right. It was amazing. I screamed. I was like, "Oh my!" Because I just want to see a good game. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Ultimately, unless I really don't like a team, but that's pretty rare. Or yeah. that. Uh, Saints Vikings game that the Vikings oh ended up God. winning, and Whew. Saints didn't get that play, that pass interference call. Yeah, where the receiver just got rocked, and then the in missed front of the tackle. Ref. Yeah, in right in front, front of the ref. ref. And you're like, how is that not? And then the missed tackle on Diggs oh, yeah. as he's in the air, and it was just that was a beautiful play. But if I'm a Saints fan, I'm like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, we yeah. had this. I we think fought. the Saints would have given the Patriots a much better Super Bowl yeah. for sure. Yeah, hey, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jared Goff had no business in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, I, top 10 worst quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Goff has got to be in the top five. Next to Grossman. You think so? Oh, like, next to Grossman? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Grossman sucked. Uh, Dilfer. Oh, yeah, Dilfer. <laughs> Manning's last Super Bowl. Listen, you can make a case for Eli Manning, even though he won both those Super Bowls, one of the worst quarterbacks to be in a Super Bowl. Yeah, but he played uh, well in the Super Bowl. He played well in the Super Bowl. Yes, you can yeah. argue that. So. It's a weird thing. It's, it's it's strange anomaly, man. Just a strange yeah. fucking anomaly. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Johnson beat Rich. Oh, Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon, decent quarterback, but not, both of those guys, though. Brad Johnson and right. Rich Gannon. Fucking. He won average quarterbacks. Two years after he left the Redskins, he won a fucking title. With I can't say commanders, man. I can't until I just, I don't know why I can't say it. I, I don't know. Cause I the name sucks. That's why. I apologize. Is it better than the old name? Sure. Sure. Yes, absolutely. But man. the WFC was awesome. Yeah. WFT. WFT was great. The Washington football team. That was good. I would have. Yeah. WFT or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that I agree with 100%. Commanders. I, uh, of all the ranks and insignia to give, like to choose from. Yeah. 
Because I get it, like a president, commander in chief. Sure. Yeah. And maybe you didn't want to uh, say admirals versus generals because you didn't want. Well, first off, Washington generals, you can't. <laughs> That'd be a good one, though. But maybe you don't want to give uh, favor to one yeah. branch of the service <laughs> over the other. But the commanders is a Navy thing. So they already they did do that. There's no commanders in the army. So I thought no. like kind of did. Well, I think it, yeah, but I think it's commander in chief they could point to. Yeah, true. <coughs> Ooh, Neil O'Donnell. Oh, yeah, another bad one. Neil O'Donnell's horrible. And they can't go the chiefs because there's already a chiefs taken, and it'll remind people of their former name. But, you know, with like the joint chiefs. Yeah. It, it could work, but at the same time, commanders is no bueno. <laughs> I think warriors still would have been. <laughs> That's just me. Um, all right. That's a good, uh, I think it's a good stopping point. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Timothy Williams for those, uh, for that question. Thank you to Steve Smith for that question. We appreciate <laughs> it madly. And remember you guys uh, who are $5 and above uh, in our Patreon, you can send in questions, thoughts, and comments, and we're getting a little low. So start sending them in. Hey, it's summer, which means the kids are out of school. You're home a lot. I'm assuming. And you can write questions. So send us some questions, thoughts, and comments. As we go along here, send us some brackets. Send us some fun ideas for topics that you want us to discuss here on the show. Nothing is off the table. Could be food, could be drummers, could be quarterbacks, could be anything. Just uh, send us what you want to talk about. <coughs> uh, Matt, anything to say? Uh, you can follow the show at Top Ten Show, all spelled out. Otherwise, on Instagram and YouTube, is forward slash the Top Ten Podcast with the number ten. So please hit us up. We'd love to have you. And you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. You can follow me at the Roca says, oh, you'll take care of yourself. Oh, my God, my mouth got good. Oh, y'all take care of yourselves. Be well. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Thunder.